I'm Carrie Fink, and welcome to today's edition of the Kingdom Living Podcast with Glenn Reppel. Glenn, this is, gets more exciting by the week each time we get together. Oh, it does. It, and to God be the glory, how these seeds have just been, plant, been planted all over the earth, all over the world, and how God just is raising up uh, sons and daughters of, of Jesus Christ. It's amazing. You know, as we were talking about it, we're we're just excited to see that the impact is growing as 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 we reach, you know, thank God for the technology that allows us to reach around the world, getting really close now, over 2.8 million uh people reached just in the past in the past uh 90 days. So really having an opportunity to share the good news of the gospel. And Glenn, that was the point that I want to bring out is wow. The, the title for the last episode that we just released called The Good News is, is just gaining a lot of traction. If you didn't get a chance to see that and you're new to the Kingdom Living series, really want to encourage you to go back. Just It's called The Good News. And Glenn, the teaching there just by itself has reached over uh, 700,000 people just in the past, literally in the past week. It's only been out for a week. But I think that 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 news of the good news is something everybody in the world is excited to hear. You know, because what we've heard so often is is the bad news. Uh, yeah. You're a sinner, uh, and and that sin consciousness versus the good news that we've been healed and redeemed, and and just uh, we've been made new, and we're and uh, we we have life now. Now it's not a future; it's a life now, and so it it's exciting. It's exciting to see well, how people are, are are hearing the word of God. Right. And I was thinking like, you know, you've been doing the REPL Minute, which is that uh, daily Monday through Friday biblical moment of, of inspiration, a great way to kick off your day. You can pick them up free of charge at therepelminute.com. You can get them on the uh, Facebook page, YouTube. It really doesn't matter. Just make sure you're getting them. But but many years ago, God gave you this title, Fraud, what God has to say about the tactics of the enemy. It's really a, a, a very easy to digest book. It's got like 40 bite-sized chapters. But what we're seeing as we talk our way uh, and really uh, start to dig into all of that is, Glenn, people are really calling you now into speaking engagements and things. And it seems like the book has taken on a direction that people are understanding that this is really helping them to get their identity and who they are in Christ. And that's always been the enemy's like tactic, right, is to try to get you to uh, miss see or be out of focus with who God has called you to be. And that's why, um, you know, now this is close to the 100th episode where we're talking about um, kingdom living, because that's really the thing is to get people to understand how God would have us live and the victory that exists there. Yeah, that is one of the big lies is about our identity. Uh, and it just so it's so exciting to see how people are using the book uh, as a discipleship tool uh, in, 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 in teaming up with uh, maybe one or two people or a small group and just walking through it in discussions. Uh, but but it, it's really been neat is just in the last th three days, I've spoken at two, two different groups wow. and, and, it, and it really is around identity. And this one group has taken the book and, and they have like nine different uh, sessions around identity an hour hour and a half and have taken and put it into a curriculum and and discipling young women on their identity uh just just really really neat you know and i think what what's important to note especially if you're new to the kingdom living you know people say well 
you know, do I need another book? Is there a reason for another book? And and one of the things I want to make sure that you understand as you're as you're following the teaching that we're about to launch into, because this is going to take identity to a whole nother level, is that that Glenn, you're always really careful to to make sure that we we share the fact that this isn't an opinion show. It's not even really in an interpretive show. What you're really doing as 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 people see as we go through the lesson. We're really just, we're, we're studying scripture. We're seeing what God has to say. And so even in your book, Fraud, it's kind of the same thing. Each time you bring up a concept, you're right there with the scripture that's, that's bringing, that's driving that point home. That's what I think makes this so useful uh, and, and helpful. And that's one of the reasons I'm so excited about the topic that we have in front of us today. So I'm like, let's go whenever you're ready. <laughs> Well, th thank you, Carrie. Yeah, and and as we go into uh, today's teaching, uh, I want us to just remember again uh, how, how at the beginning of of almost each of the forty bite-sized chapters, uh, the the question is, what is what is fraud? If fraud's been committed against you, you really want to know about it, don't you? And and the definition of fraud here is Merriam-Webster's uh, defines fraud as follows: the intentional perversion of truth in order to induce another to part with something of value or to surrender a legal right. And that's at the heart of, of the teachings that we do because fraud has been committed against us. And, and it's in so many areas, but, but really around our identity of who we are. And the enemy does not want us to know who we are. So here's some questions. Uh, a number of questions we're going to be asking today, and we'll be looking at too. When did sickness and disease begin? When did sickness and disease begin? Was sickness and disease part of the atonement and redemption plan for mankind? What is the good news? And as Carrie mentioned, uh, our last podcast was on the good news. And uh, look that up because it, it is really uh, it's powerful. Again, as Carrie said too. Uh, basically, these podcasts uh, are not opinion. We're, we're reading scripture. That's what it is. And from different uh, translations, different versions of the Bible, but it's the word of God. Because, in, And I like saying this, if, if the truth of the Holy Spirit is speaking through me and Carrie, it aligns up with the spirit in you. Know that that's the Holy Spirit. If, if it's Glenn or Carrie speaking, that's different. But if it's the Holy Spirit, it's that double mouth, double-edged sword of God's word speaking through the Holy Spirit to your spirit inside of you. And that's what's important. So what is the good news? And is it possible, this is a question we asked last time, is it possible to live without worry, anxiety, sickness, and disease? And the answer is yes. <laughs> and uh, so here's, here's, here's the question. What is the fraud? What is the fraud that Satan does not want you to discover? What's the fraud that Satan does not want you to discover? And then what was the mystery that has been hidden, that's been hidden for ages? And again, this is in being revealed to us now. It's been hidden for ages. And then what are the three lies in the Garden of Eden? And here's the answer to this one. Is that what are the three lies in the Garden of Eden? Is that when in the Garden of Eden, the, the, the two trees uh, are planted there, the, the tree of life, uh, and you eat from that tree abundantly, 
abundantly forever and ever and ever. It's, it's free to eat as much as you want. And, and, uh, and so that was the tree of life. And then we had the tree of good and evil, which we have uh, called the tree of death. And when you eat of that tree, you will surely die. And that's what God said. When you eat of that tree, you'll surely die. So the first lie was from the serpent. And the serpent said, did God really say that? Did he really say that? Which meaning uh, you're really going to die? And so, yeah, that they, they, they were tempted and they ate of it and they died. And then the other was uh, the second lie. Uh, well, the first one was doubting God. Did God really say? Did God really say? So it's doubting God's word. And that carries over to us today. We're still God, doubting our identity of who we are because uh, it, it, as we see here, because that was the temptation that Jesus had uh, in, in the wilderness. Uh, if you're the son of God, if you're the son of God, that, you know, well, he is the son of God, Jesus. So the second uh, lie was, uh, you're not going to die. Well, God had already said, if you eat from the tree, you're going to die. Is it, and, and Satan lies, no, you're not, you're not going to die. And then the third was, if you eat from the tree, you're going to be like God. Well, we were already made in the image and likeness of God. So these are three lies that continue uh, to speak to us in our heads. Well, so this is the, the part of uh, the, uh, the fallen mindset is, that, you know, is not trusting God, uh, living with the sickness and disease that we've got because we were made, Adam and Eve were designed to live forever. And again, the teaching on the green line, red line, I'm not going to be going through that today, uh, but do suggest you go back and get that. And Kerry can kind of mention that uh, to you as we get towards the end here. But the green line, red line living is such an important part because God designed us to live forever, spiritually and physically. We ate from that tree, death entered in, and also sickness and disease entered in. And we were made in the image and likeness of God. So here's another question. Where does God make his home? And we're going to be, we're going to be looking at this. So here's, we always like to put the fraud fire extinguisher uh, on, on things. And here's, here's what we're going to put, is who do you think you are? We're going to put that on and we're going to bring in our identity. Before I really give that identity to you, I just, we're going to put that fraud fire extension, because the way you think of yourself is not the way God really thinks of you and, and what, what he's designed for you from, from the beginning uh, of the ages before you were formed in your mother's womb. So here's, here's the real, this is so important we get this idea. This is Romans 8, uh, verse 19 in the Passion Translation. And this is so important to, to, that we get this as brothers and sisters. The entire universe is standing on our tiptoes. It's standing on the tiptoes, yearning to see the unveiling, the unveiling, the revelation of God's glorious sons and daughters. When are they going to show up? When, because part of the message that we've been hearing is, I have to die to, to go to heaven. Heaven has come to earth and care you know, heaven is open now. We, we did a whole teaching on that. The entire universe is standing. Everything is crying out. The blood of Jesus, the earth is crying out for redemption in the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. Now we have a now gospel. And in Romans 8, 29, for he knew all about us, Carrie, that's you and I, before we were born and he destined us from the beginning to do what? To share the likeness 
of his son, of his son, the likeness of Jesus. This means the son is the oldest, look at this, among a vast family of what? Brothers and sisters who will become just like him. We become just like him when we when it's revealed to us of our identity, because we are just Christ. And we're going to hear that as we go through the teaching today. So the revealing of the sons and daughters is so important that we're brothers and sisters. And in the last podcast, we talked about the good news. And here's the good news. The good news is, is that uh, we're healed. And the word and we see here on the cross here is, is this is the word sozo, which is salvation. If we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will be what? Saved. And the word saved is, is so-so. So-so in Greek means healed, healed, cured, restored to health, to be made whole and complete, deliver, protect, save, made well, to keep safe and sound, to rescue from danger. That's good news. Because what we have is we have this tree of life. But what happened is that Abinadi fell to the temptation of the serpent and, and all of a sudden, then we have uh, the tree of, 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 of death, uh, of good and evil, the knowledge of good and evil, which is the tree of death. And, and, and this is what love is not. Love is not angry. It's rude, envious. It's prideful. It's selfish. It's unforgiving. It's boastful. And it lights in evil. Whereas over in the tree of life, we have what love is. It's patience. It's kind. It's fruitful. It's truthful. It's trust. It protects. It hopes. And it perseveres. And, that's, and then out of the tree of life, we have the fruit of the spirit of love, joy, peace, patience, uh, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. And over on the tree of death, the fruit that comes off that tree is really barren, which is obviously the fear and the condemnation, the guilt, the shame. Uh, and, and we're not worthy. We lack. We're not good enough. And, and out of that comes fear, worry, anxiety, sickness, and death. So part of the question, can we live without the fear, worry, anxiety, sickness, and death is yes, because what happens on the cross, Jesus took salvation, which includes healing. Healing and salvation go together. We're healed, cured, restored to health. We're made whole and complete. He, we're a complete package, spirit, soul, and body. That is good, good news. And we have righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, which is the kingdom of God, that came to dwell in us right now. So God came to live and dwell. His home is inside of man because that was the intended purpose all along. So let's look at some of the scriptures here. And, and this is one that uh, has been a core scripture in my entire life when I became, uh, when Christ was revealed to me. I grew up in the church, but then the Lord really spoke to me uh, that God is love and he loved me. And I heard that voice. And with that, it began to walk and I was discipled in business. And that's why workplace ministry is so important. Uh, and so uh, what this is, this is three. And, and again, over on the right, you'll see by his stripes, we are healed. These stripes are there for a reason. And, our, and he paid our debt off. And with debt, with debt, we, we carry such a load, a heaviness that goes with it, uh, and, and scars that go with it, and trauma. Uh, there's a trauma that just goes with uh, the, the debt that we get, the debt of unforgiveness, but we've been forgiven. So here we have 
in, in verse one, actually, of, of Psalms 103 is, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. And here's verse two, bless the Lord, O my soul. And here comes the whole benefit package. That's of the kingdom benefit package available to you. Now, look at what happens. Who forgives what? All of our iniquities, all of our sins. So he forgives how much? All of our sins. And who heals all of our diseases. There's the package. Forgiveness of sin and heals all of our diseases. By his stripes, we are healed. The healing part is the healing of sicknesses and the wounds and the pain that we've got. And with that comes the forgiveness of sin. He's forgiven us. When our soul resonates with the word of God, we can hear the word of God. You're going to see there's healing. The Prince of Peace enters in. That peace that passes all understanding. There's such a forgiveness. We're not carrying the burden, the weight of sin. And the, and the distraction of the pain that comes with sickness. And so and look at this. This is the kingdom benefit pack who heals, uh, who forgives, heals, and, and redeems our life, your life, from the pit, from the pit of destruction, from destruction. And he crowns us. He crowns us as kings with his loving kindness and his tender mercies. And he satisfies our mouth, our mouth with good things. He satisfies our life with good things, depending on the translation. And I love when I read the word of God, these so that. So here's the so that. So all of these benefits here are so uh, for these so that's here. And the so that is so that our youth, youth is renewed like the eagles. And when I received this years ago, it's like five years just came off of this body, my cells, my nervous system. Uh, my whole blood system just came alive and just became new life with that because we are new creation life. And so, so that our youth is renewed, it's renewed on a day-to-day -day basis when we eat the word of God and feed on that word of God. And then here's a part of this that I just really received with verse six this week. And I go, wow, this is a major part of the scripture here. And the Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. So we have oppression, and who's the oppressor? Yeah, the enemy, the enemy. So that was in the garden, the enemy believing the lies. And that's the mindset that we can carry of that fallen mindset of the tree of death versus the tree of, of life that we have. We carry that fallen mindset. We're going that oppression, and we're believing the lies of the enemy. We lack. We're not good enough. We're looking for our Father. We're we're not orphans. We've been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. So at one time we we're oppressed, but because of the good news, we've been set from that oppression. And and now His stripes have healed us. We walk in the full redemption of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. And we can say that stamp of that debt has been paid. That judgment has been paid. So let's look at what justice is here. And justice in Colossians 1.20 says, and by the blood of his cross, everything, everything in heaven and earth is brought back to himself, back to its original intent, restored to an innocent again. So what Adam lost, Jesus Christ regained for us. So what was lost in the garden has been brought back through the blood of Jesus Christ. We're restored back to that innocence. So this isn't about performance to get to God. This is about what Jesus Christ has done. And this is what justice is. Justice is being made right. 
the, the debt has been paid. The sin debt has been paid on the cross. Uh, what, what is, what was, and it's happened already. And by the way, this is a now gospel. And for us to receive something that happened 2,000 years ago, that means we live outside of time. And that is that green line that we talk about. Because when we walk with the Holy Spirit living inside of us, the divine nature of God, we're outside of time. And again, we can go back 2,000 years. That's when that debt was paid and it's paid off. We get to receive that now. And only the Holy Spirit can re reveal that to us and that's why jesus came is to pay that sin debt off and remove that so we can have life in abundance now we don't have to die to go to heaven heaven came to earth through jesus redeem us now and that innocence has come into our lives justice has been paid and then this is a scripture that has become a staple scripture for us uh, in, in, in pretty much all the teachings we've been doing and going forward, because this is so important. This is Colossians 3, verses 1 through 4 in the Passion Translation. And, it's, and I just really, uh, and again, you can get this as a download on, on the website. <clears throat> Christ's resurrection, and this is, in, uh, this is written in, in the first person, is, is, is my resurrection, Carrie's resurrection, our, resur our resurrection. Christ's resurrection is my resurrection too. This is why I, Glenn, yearn for all that is from above. And that's the higher life versus the lower life. That's having the higher thinking, to think like Christ rather than to think like the enemy has done, the fallen mindset, to have the tree of life mindset. That's the higher life. That I yearn for all that is above, and that's where Christ sits at the place of all power, honor, and authority. And guess who's sitting with him? We are. So yes, Carrie, Glenn, everyone listening. Yes, we feast. I feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm. And we got to take this away from just the monetary money type of thinking. The feast is that we're heirs of God and joint heirs with our brother, Jesus Christ. We are heirs. What he has, we have. And so we have that abundance of life now. So the treasures. So we feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill my thoughts, our thoughts with heavenly realities. And again, the heavenly realities is the unseen. What we do is we generally fix our thoughts on the scene. And, and, and the next part of this is not, and don't fill our thoughts with the distractions of the scene, the natural realm. Fill our thoughts with the heavenly, because the heaven created and spoke into existence, the, the seen world. So this is, Jesus is real, God is real, the Holy Spirit is real. The unseen heavenly is real, and he came to live inside of us, and he had an earthly body while he is here. He had to leave, he had to leave so that the Holy Spirit, the divine nature of God, can live inside of us. So this is important here, these next verses. My crucifixion, carry your crucifixion with Christ, has severed the tie to this life. And here we come. And now, now, my true life, my true life is hidden away in God in Christ. And this verse here is a game changer. Verse four, and as Christ, because this is so important, as Christ himself is seen for who he really is, for as Christ himself is seen, so that's in the unseen, the unseen, as Christ is seen in the unseen for who he really is, who I really 
Ben Rappel is, who Carrie Fink really is, who you really are, will also be revealed. So our revelation, when we look into a mirror, we look into a mirror, who are you seeing? Are you seeing a picture of yourself? Are you seeing a picture of Jesus Christ? And, and, and actually had a friend of mine, I call him a water walker. We, we sometimes talk at 4 and 4.35 o'clock in the mornings and just what God's been revealing for that morning, actually, through the word of God. And he says, Glenn, send me a picture of yourself. And because this revelation of who we are has become very, very real. So I send him a picture, this picture here of Jesus, because my name is Glenn. And, and Glenn means that in, in the pastures, in the valley, there's, 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 there's good pasture and there's streams of living water. So I see that streams of, of living water coming out of me. So I send him the picture of Jesus because that's where we're moving to. Because when we look in the mirror, are you seeing Jesus? Are you seeing Jesus Christ? Are you seeing your picture? So it's important to look in the mirror and see our real identity. So here's what we got. As Christ himself is seen for who he really is, who I really am will also be revealed. Because here's what's being revealed. For I, Carrie, everybody listen. For I am now, I am now, 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 one with him in his glory. That's not a future. This is a glory now. That's a present continuous active tense that's going on right now. The glory has happened and it continues to happen because we're one with him now. We're now with him in his glory. He lives inside of us. He makes his home inside of us. So, and this is so important. This has been one of my favorite scriptures and this is a staple one of those scriptures because we understand our identity of who we are in Christ. And this is uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 20. And to understand our position and, and our identity and so forth. Therefore, if anyone is what? In Christ, the new creation has come. So we're not under that old creation of the Adamic fall of the, uh, the sin, guilt, and shame. And the, the sin we need to understand is to have that fallen mindset. And so we're new creation. The new creation has come. And in red we have here is the old has gone. And the new is here. And all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. This ministry of, of, of reconstructed, when reconstructed back into our real identity of who we are before the fall, before the treasonous act of, of the one man, Adam, restored back into fellowship and likeness as we were created. We've been made in the image and likeness of God. That God was reconciling the entire world to himself in Christ, not counting carry yours and mine and all people's sins against them. So it's not anything we work for. It's not any performance we do. And he has committed to us this message of reconciliation. So this is important. So we are therefore Christ's ambassadors. So we have the kingdom of God. That's the government of God that, that is here. And, and, and we know the scripture is a child is born, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulder. A son is given. A son has come. And his name is Wonderful Counselor, uh, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And so what happens 
Uh, we are this ambassador from the kingdom of God, and the Son of God has come to bring his government, and that Son of God is living inside of us. We have that Prince of Peace now. So we are ambassadors with diplomatic immunity here on earth now. We're covered with, with what we looked about, with the we talked about with Sozo, uh, with our salvation, with the healing and health and the restoration and the protection. That's the diplomatic immunity we have as sons, as though God we're making his appeal through us, through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him, and here it goes, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. And here's the so that, here's the so that, so that in him, we could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So justice has been served. Our injustice we had through Adam has been made justice and nailed to it. The debt has been paid. We are in Christ. We are in here. So the whole earth is crying out for sons to manifest the earth now. So we are sons, and we read in Galatians 4, 4 through 6 in the Amplified Classic. And, and again, we've had uh, teachers on this. And when the proper time had fully come, we have a teaching on that time. When the proper time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born of a woman, born subject to the regulations of the law, to purchase the freedom, to purchase the freedom of, to ransom, to redeem, to atone for those who are subject to the law, that we might be adopted and have sonship, sonship conferred upon us, and to be recognized as God's sons. Now, just think about that, because sometimes, you know, we, we, we keep it just, God's here, uh, we're here. No, we're together. We're one with him in Christ. And because, look at this, how these are, and because you really are, you really are his sons. We really are his sons. God has sent the Holy Spirit of his son into our hearts. Let me make sure we get this. And because you really are his sons, God has sent the Holy Spirit of his son into our hearts, and we cry out, Father, 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 Father. And when we recognize that that Holy Spirit, because Jesus died on the cross, he ascended into hell, we, we died with him, we, we went down with him, on the third day, he came back up out of the grave, and he came back to live a second time on earth for 40 days. So he's saying he came back a second time for 40 days, and, and he was known, he was seen, he had a body, and in that body, then he, he gave instructions that he was going to be leaving, and when he left, he was, was going to be giving us gift of the Holy Spirit, because while he was here, he could not give us the Holy Spirit, so he left, he ascended into heaven, we ascended with him, and he gave us the Holy Spirit, and so we have the gift of the Holy Spirit now, and so we have, we are sons, we are sons and daughters, and what we see here in, in Romans 8, 29, and 30, and, and this is in the mirror translation, uh, he pre-designed and engineered us, from, now look at this, from the start to be jointly finished, fashioned in the same mold, in the same mold and image of his son, just like Jesus, according to the exact blueprint of his thought, the mind of Christ. We see the original and intended pattern of our lives preserved in 
his son, just like Jesus. And he is the firstborn from the same womb that reveals Genesis. He confirms that we are the invention of God. The same seed that was planted in Mary is the same seed that is planted in us. The same seed planted in Mary that gave birth to Jesus is the same Holy Spirit seed planted in us when we are born again as new creations. So Jesus reveals that man pre-existed in God. He defines us. He's the one that defines. He's the one that justifies us, makes us righteous, and also glorifies us. He redeemed our innocence and restored the glory we lost in Adam. So when is that? That was done, but it is now that as we, as this is revealed. And again, the picture here is so important. We see over there is God breathing on the word of God. And we see the, the illumination of, of the word of God becoming real and lighting up the face of this young lady. And that's what happens when the word of God, as he reveals the word of God through us and to us, because it can come through teaching. But again, it, it let's, it's not man, it's the word of God. It's the Holy Spirit is the guide and the teacher. He is the translator that as you start asking questions about, uh, about and remember, uh, as, God, as, as Christ is revealed for who he is, who we are will also reveal. So a part of this is revealing who Jesus is from Genesis through Revelation. It's all about revealing who Jesus is, and as is Jesus is revealed, we're going to know who we are because we were was the we're the main, a main part of the whole creation story for us to manifest the earth now. So let's look at this. And again, uh, this is uh, in Colossians one verses thirteen. And again, this is this is in the Mirror Translation, which is a study Bible. And I have the study notes here too. And we've we've used this verse in other translations. But again, he rescued us. And, and the one here takes us down to the footnote here in the study Bible. But he rescued us from the dominion of darkness. And, and we have here the sense, the, the five sense ruled world uh, dominated by the law of performance. Because this is the way we've been trained. We've been trained by the world of performance. That's the way we get to God. Be good, do good. That's the way you get to know. God did the good through Christ. He paid the price for us. And again, here it comes. And relocated us into the kingdom where the love of his son rules, where the love of his son rules, the love of his son rules. So, and, and again, here's the footnote. Uh, 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 darkness is not a force. It's the absence of light. A darkened understanding veiled, the, a darkened understanding veiled the truth of our redeemed design from us. And again, that's that fallen mindset. That, that's our work. That's a religious mindset rather than a grace mindset that we've been redeemed. And what empowered darkness was the lie that we believed about ourselves. And the word axia, sometimes translated authority and act origin source. Uh, thus, I, I was confused about who I am until the day that I heard and understand the grace of God in truth as in that mirror where that just talks about everything we've been talking about. And so we, we read here, and again, uh, back uh, here, when, one of the, the, the verses to look at here, 2 Corinthians 4, 4, and we're going to look at this because this even defines us a little more. And so this is 2 Corinthians 4, 4, also in the mirror translation with, with the study notes with it. The, the survival of self-improvement programs 
of the, and there's a footnote here, one that the religious system, so the self-improvement programs of the religious systems of this world veil the minds of the unbelievers, their ignorance about their true origin and their redeemed innocence. The veil of unbelief obstructs a person's view and keeps them from seeing what the light of the gospel so clearly reveals. So what is it so clear to reveal? It reveals the glory of God is the image and likeness of our maker redeemed we're in human form. This is what the gospel of Christ is all about. Well, it can't get much simpler. <laughs> there it is right there. I'm just reading the word of God. The glory of God is the image and likeness of our maker redeemed we're in human form. Now, it's through Jesus. He redeemed us. And we, as Jesus is, so are we. This is what the gospel of Christ is all about. And the footnotes down here refers to the religious systems of governing structures of this world. The unbelief that neutralizes Israel. Now, this is kind of the, the, the unbelief that neutralized Israel in the wilderness was the lie that they believed about themselves. We are grasshoppers, and the enemy is a giant beyond our uh, all any proportion. That's the way they looked at, 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 at things. That's, you know, we look at Satan being greater than the, the love of Christ who redeemed us. Jesus, all knees will bow to, into the name of Jesus. Uh, and, and so, and that's in Numbers uh, uh, 1333. They failed to possess the promised land, the promises due to due through their unbelief. And, and the word here, blueprint, is the glory of God, is what Adam lost on mankind's behalf. We lost that original blueprint that was restored through the blood of Jesus on the cross. And so we find here in 1 Corinthians 6 and the Passion Translation, verse 19 and 20. Have you forgotten, and this is so important, if you've forgotten your body, your body, now we have a whole teaching on it, is the now, the temple, the sacred temple of the spirit of holiness who lives inside of you. So this body is really important because it we, we he needs a body for the spirit and soul to live in, uh, to, to rule and reign here on earth as kings. Uh, so who lives in? You don't belong to yourselves any longer. So we were bought for the gift of God. The Holy Spirit lives inside of you. We're bought with a price. So we're God's expense. We, you were God's expensive purchase, paid for with the tears of blood. By by all means, then use your body to glorify God. Use your body to glorify God. And so we are the, he's the light of the world. The light of the world is living in us. So we have that contagious Holy Spirit that, that lives inside of us. And, and the love of God is a contagious spirit that we have uh, that, that just continues to grow as, as, as Christ for who he is, who we are will also be revealed. That's a continuous growth process. So let's look at some of the things uh, that Jesus is. Jesus is Lord and Christ. We find in, in Acts 3, verses 20, uh, 36, therefore let the whole house of Israel recognize beyond all doubt and acknowledge assuredly that God has made him both Lord and Christ, the Messiah, this Jesus whom you crucified. And then Jesus is also Savior. And in Matthew 1, 21, it amplified. She will bear a son, and, and shall call his name Jesus, the Greek form of the Hebrew Joshua, uh, Joshua 
which means Savior, for he will save his people from their sins that has prevented them from failing and missing the true end and scope of life, which is God. So he's here to bring salvation to mankind. So he is Savior. And then Jesus is Lord, which is the authority and rulership, that in at the name of Jesus, every knee should and will bow in heaven on earth and under the earth. And every tongue, frankly and openly, confess, acknowledging that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. And what we see now here is Jesus is Son. So we are sons with him. So he said to them, but, but who do you yourselves, so who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus is anointed. Jesus is anointed. Jesus of Nazareth was anointed by God with the Holy Spirit and with great power. He did wonderful things for others and divinely, look at this, divinely healed all who were under the tyranny of the devil, of the devil for God had anointed him. So let's look at this. And we've had this in the past, but this is so important that we understand the identity. And over on the right side here is that that same seed, and this, this is 1 Peter 1.23 in the Amplified Classic, you've been regenerated, born again, not with that mortal original seed sperm, but from the one that is immortal by the ever-living and lasting word of God. The word of God is Jesus. Jesus is the word. So we've been born again with that same speed, that, that same seed that entered into Mary. We have that same immortal seed that's planted inside of us. So, and Mary said, as she received the seed enter, be unto me according to your word. And so the name Christ comes from Christos, a Greek word that means the anointed one or the chosen one. So Jesus is his name. Christos means anointed one. So Jesus Christ combines the name Jesus with his title Christ, anointed, meaning Jesus the anointed one or Jesus the chosen one. So Jesus is the human name as announced to Mary by the angel Gabriel in, in Luke 131. And Christ is his title as a chosen anointed son of God. So let's look at this. And this is something we want to speak over ourselves. I am a saint. I am anointed. I am Glenn Christ because I have the anointing of Christ. I have the son of God. I am the son of the living God. I am a saint, I am anointed, I am Glenn Christ, because Christ means anointed. We have the anointing because we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. So Jesus is the name, Glenn is my name, and I am anointed. You're anointed. I am a son. I am the, the living God. Just as Christ is, so are we in this world. So what do you think you are? Who do you think you are? I am Christ, the son of the living God. That's who I am. I am anointed. I am Glenn anointed. I am Glenn Christ living in me, the son of the living God. So, and again, what was, what was the, the reason that Jesus, Jesus uh, uh, was, was adjudicated guilty by the Sanhedrin? What, what was the judge's verdict against him? 
the verdict was that, that he claimed to be God. It was blasphemy. And again, see, that's the thing that Satan wants to hold against us and our mindset. Oh, you can't be like Christ. Who, you know, who do you think you are? Do you think you're Jesus Christ? Yeah, we're made in that same engine likeness. We're just like God. We have the divine nature of God living. We are sons out of the same bloodline, God our Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit living inside of us. And that healing power is inside of us. And we're going to see what happens when we understand our identity and the authority that we have. And so this is 1 John 4, verse 17 in the mirror translation. So now with us awakening, awakening to our full inclusion in this love union that we have, everything is perfect. Everything is perfect. Its completeness is now is not compromised in this contradiction of you're not, I am, you know, we are the I am. There's no contradiction in, in the completeness we have. Our confident conversation echoes this fellowship even in the face of crisis. As crisis and circumstances come at us, we're not compromised in face of Christ because as he is, as Christ is, as he is, so are we in this world. Our lives are mirrored again. As we look in the mirror, we see Christ. As we look in the mirror, as are mirrored in him, we are as blameless in this life as Jesus is. That's a big stand. We are as blameless in this life as Jesus. This perfect love union is the source of our confidence wherever we face the scrutiny of contradiction. The contradiction is saying, oh, you're not like Christ. You're not, you're, you're not anointed. You're not made in the image of life. That's been the lie from the beginning with the Garden of Eden, Eden, but was redeemed through the blood of Jesus that we he would have many sons and brothers and sisters to manifest the earth now. So, and this is Matthew 28, 18. And Jesus came up and spoke to them and spoke to them and said to them, all power in heaven and earth has been given to me. Just as my father has sent me, I personalize this, I'm also sending you, Glenn Christ. Glenn, I'm also sending you with the same power that has an authority that was given to, to, to Jesus now is been given to us as sons. And then in Romans 8, 19, for even the whole creation, all of creation, all nature waits expectantly and longs earnestly, earnestly for God's sons to be made known, waits for the revealing, the disclosing of their sonship. So all the earth, all creation is waiting and yearning. And in, in that one scripture is about the tiptoes, waiting for us to recognize that we are sons, that we're here to manifest the earth. And so as we receive the Holy Spirit, as we understand our sonship, we move from that slave mentality care that you talked about before we started. We move from that, that childhood because uh, we're born again, we become children. But as we mature, we move into that sonship. And with that sonship, these miracle signs will accompany those who are sons who believe. They'll drive out the demons. And that's that mindset, that follow mindset and the power of the name of Jesus. They will speak in tongues. They're going to speak of the life, the, the, the tree of life and bring life to people. 
uh, they're going to speak in a language system that is a prayer language that they'll have. They will be supernaturally protected from the snakes, from the lies of the enemy, the serpent, and, the, and, and from drinking anything that's poisonous. And that's the thought life that we have. And, and that's the, the, the noise that comes from the world system of people that may even speak against them, saying that's blasphemy that you think that you are Christ, that you're anointed. Those are the thoughts that can come in. That's the poisonous that comes in that we can drink those things. But God has given us the river of living water that flows through us. And they will lay hands. We will lay hands of sons. We'll lay hands on the sick and they are healed. Just like Jesus did. Jesus laid hands on, he spoke life to him and all were healed. So uh, it's really important that we understand our identity of who we are in Christ. Amen and amen. You know, Glenn, I keep thinking as, as we're going through this lesson, and I thought, especially on that last slide, I thought, you know, we're really coming right up on the Believer's Declaration of Legal Rights, because Glenn, everything you're talking about has to do with our identity, and that's what we were talking about at the beginning of this. In the book that you uh, that the Lord gave you called Fraud, What God Has to Say About the Tactics of the Enemy, what you're really doing is talking about the original fraud that was committed against mankind which was designed to cloud uh, who our identity was in a way that God himself would have to reconcile us back to, to our original purpose, which he's done through, uh, through all this as we're, as we're talking about. And Glenn, the thing that I was going to mention is, as, as we talk about so often, the enemy's job is to uh, try to trick us into that. And yet the fact is, at the back of the book, we have all these, uh, I think you call them the I am's, who I am, in Christ, and it's a series of declarations that help us uh, reframe and recenter and remember uh, how God sees us through through the uh, sacrifice of Christ. And I was going to mention to you also, Glenn. You know, as we were talking before the show, the footprint uh, that that we're able to have globally keeps increasing. Thank you, by the way, viewer, if you if this is having meaning for you, uh, for liking and sharing it amongst those that you're coming in contact with. But Glenn, the series of titles here recently has all been on this same theme, right? If you go back, uh, the resurrection mindset, helping us make sure that we have the right uh, thought process in mind, uh, complete in Christ. And, and this one I thought is so appropriate. Uh, last week, as we talked about, was the good news. But the week before was uh, a title that's very, very relevant to everything we're saying today called Appointed Qualified selected, because that's really the truth of the matter. And Glenn, each time when we get toward the end of the end of the thing and we work together our way through the Believer's Declaration of Legal Rights, these are the things that accrue to us. And, and we've talked about this so often. It's not in the sweet by and by. It's like it begins this minute, you know? Amen. Amen. So let's 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 uh, let's speak these speak these over everybody. These are the the believers that these are our legal rights that we have as sons as sons in the kingdom of God. Now, I am a special race as a child of God, as a citizen in the kingdom of God, in the body of Christ, in a kingdom of priests. I belong to the family of God. I can enter to God's presence boldly. Now I have been recreated in God's image and likeness of love. I manifest and experience heaven on earth now with righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. I am restored, redeemed, and recreated back with God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit living in me now. 
I have the word. I have the word of God dwelling in me. Again, now, I, I have the crown of righteousness on my head and wear the garment of praise, which is the robe of righteousness. I have the legal rights and privilege to use the name of Jesus. I have legal authority as a believer over the principalities, powers, and rulers of the kingdom of darkness. We have power over that. I have, I have through the Holy Spirit living in me, the resurrection power to cast out demons and to lay hands on the sick, and they are healed. Wow. And, and this is why this is so powerful. This is why we always make uh, these offers available to you, that you can download your own copy of the Believer's Declaration of Legal Rights absolutely free. It's just a PDF. We're not asking you for anything. You just go there, click it, download it. I suggest maybe you print it out and put it in a place that you're going to see it uh, on a regular basis so it can remind you as you move through the day, if you come up against a challenge or something like that, that you can frame it from the standpoint of your believer's declaration of legal rights. And, and Glenn, as we always want to encourage people, um, everything that we're talking about is available to you at therepleminute.com. That is a one website that you want to kind of keep in mind because you can access Glenn's daily Monday through Friday teachings there. In fact, there's a link where the only thing that's asked for is your email, nothing else. And we'll drop that uh, daily Monday through Friday message that Glenn has been uh, creating since literally 2006 continually into your inbox. It's a great way to start today. But you'll also find the entire fraud series available to you there. You can certainly take advantage and get a copy of the book, Fraud, What God Has to Say About Tactics of the Enemy, and the entire Kingdom Living podcast series. Uh, this is literally episode number uh, 97 in the series. You can go back and, and we mentioned at the beginning, by the way, if you remember, Glenn was saying, um, you may want to take a look at the green line, red line living teachings, if that's uh, a new concept to you. Two excellent episodes, number six and number seven cover that. And then really a foundational uh, teaching is the three historical events. And you can find that at Kingdom Living episode number one. Everything is right there at the REPL Minute dot com. And uh, again, if this if this message is uh, impacting you as it is now with getting uh, the better part of 3 million folks every 90 days, please share this good news. Uh, that was the title of last week's message. And Glenn, it's, it's what a great what a great place to be is to be living in the good news as a son or daughter of the living, living God. It's a great place to be, Glenn. All right, well, let, let me just press out, Carrie, and uh, thank you, Carrie. Thank you. Thank you for those that have watched and listened. And uh, uh, Father, we know that your word, your word does not return void. It's a two double mouth sword. It's a two edged sword that's, that comes your word speaking through man and the Holy Spirit guiding and directing your word into the hearts and lives of your sons and daughters. You bring, you brought redemption and healing. And your, oh, your word brings healing healing, healing, be healed, the pain that someone's going through, this, uh, the, the, the neck pain, the, the back pain, healing comes to them. And Father, just Father, just your word, your word is an excitement. It is contagious. It brings those blood cells working and brings down high blood pressure. Uh, it, it just it energizes. And Father, just open up the eyes and the ears and the hearts 
of your brothers and sisters to hear your word and bring and just feast your bank, your banquet table on your word. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We praise your holy name. And that's in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And thank you, Glenn. Uh, as we often talk about, everything that we we uh, we're we're teaching and and working through here is available at therepleminute.com. Uh, and and as as uh, Glenn, we often talk about, uh, you know, you're you're a financial guy with a with a great company, uh, GA Repelling Company, and you know you've often used that term, reach your purpose, as as you help clients get where they're going on the financial level, but we've, we've appropriated that a lot in this too. We really hope that this will help you reach your purpose, that you can see yourself as a son or daughter of the living God. So Glenn, uh, thank you again for another great teaching, and we will see you next time on the Kingdom Living Podcast with Glenn Reppel.